1: Slash podcast terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Baker. How's everybody doing? This is a special weekend edition of Lockdown Lightning that I'm glad to bring to you today. So. I'm going to start off the show today to discuss something that has been on my mind for a little bit now, and I'm sure as excited as a lot of Lightning fans would be possibly for the season to resume, uh, in the meantime, one thing that I've really been thinking about and is what are the Lightning going to do regardless if, you know, if the season starts up, whether they go into the playoffs or the off se- or the offseason or whatever the case, whatever the league decides to do. The Lightning do eventually need to have an offseason in terms of the the free agent uh, signings and all that stuff and all the offseason moves. And so I just wanted to discuss that just a little bit today. Now obviously, if you've been kind of looking at the top free agents. Uh, I'm sure you've been looking around. Uh, a lot of the websites are already gearing up for the offseason season signing uh, period. And some of the top free agents right now are Taylor Hall, Torrey Krug, and Tyson Bear. Now, as much as I would like to see one of those guys uh, land on the Lightning, I don't think that that's possible. I mean, the Lightning have a lot of their players already locked up. They do have a lot of players coming off the books. Uh, to. Becoming unrestricted free agents uh, in Patrick Maroon, Kevin Shattenkirk, John Ruda, Luke Shen, and Zach Bogosian. But that's really not a lot of money that's coming off the books. And then you have the the RFAs. You have Sergeyev, Chernock, uh, Stevens, Sorelli, Verhage, and I you know, I don't see a scenario in where they, something happens where they can't come to an agreement with those guys, especially for Hagee, who is arbitration eligible. So I expect all those guys to come back. Now, here's the thing. Now, the only way I could see a scenario in which the lightning could maybe finagle their way into maybe getting a, and I think the guy that they have the best chance of, of signing out of that core group, um, that big group of free agents, especially, you know, they also have, you also have Alex Petrangelo there is Tyson bear. Now I don't know if that's really a direction they want to head in. I don't know if Tyson bear is happy enough in Toronto where he's just eventually going to stay there. I don't know what this, what the situation is thus far. Uh, of course we won't hear anything until the re-signing period and all that until the offseason officially hits. We won't know for sure what exactly that's going to – what kind of situation that's going to look like. Now, do I expect the Lightning to re-sign any of these guys that are becoming UFAs? Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure John Rudo will be back. I would like to see him uh, come back and play. You know, of course, he – Unfortunately, most of his he he was he's been out for a long time now and the team really hurt without him So I could see him definitely getting re-signed Uh, I could definitely maybe see Luke Shen getting re-signed just because of how well he played for this team Um, I stressed on a number of episodes this year about how important it is especially for the lightning to have a physical type player now one of the players that I named other than Luke Shen, was Patrick Maroon. Now, I don't know if player like Patrick Maroon is somebody that the Lightning are really going to look forward. Uh, kind of look to, to resign just because I think that they have some young players in the minors as well as, you know, you want to give some of your younger forwards uh, some more ice time. Granted, Patrick Maroon is a fourth line forward, so, you know, he's not really taking that much ice time away from people. But we'll see. We'll see how things shape up. Uh, We won't really know until, of course, if they do decide to play the season, which I hope so. At the same time, um, I'm sure that this team is already deciding whether or not uh, who are they going to target in the offseason and who are they going to kind of cut their ties with. Uh, I I think the best – yeah, I think Tyson Bear would probably be their best um, player to maybe somewhat be affordable. We're going to have to see. Uh, how much he's going to be asking for. But the two players that are kind of, I wouldn't say off the radar, but I think that would be good additions. um, Whether the lightning eventually do decide to sign both of these players or not. Um, Like I said, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen in terms of, you know, how much they're going to sign all those RFA players to Um, the lightning going into next season. Um, only have about a little over $9 in cap space. So we're going to have to see how things work out for that. But the two players I'm kind of looking at, and I hope the Lightning signed one of them, and I don't expect these guys to light up the stat sheet. Uh, I'm looking more for a physical presence on the team for these guys, and that's Ryan Reeves and Dustin Bufflin. Ryan Reeves, I think, is more realistic just because he played somewhat this year, whereas Dustin Bufflin didn't play at all, and things kind of end it on a bad note with him in winnipeg so i and we're not even sure i haven't read anything i'm not even sure if he's even going to be playing this year uh i i don't know if maybe he's still i i do remember there was part of the reason there was a disagreement with um the winnipeg jets about bufflin and how that whole dispute started was because he had an injury and he didn't disclose it to the team or whatnot and that started a whole uh, domino effect of going back and forth between him and the team and him not deciding to play and all that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to have a guy like Dustin Bufflin on the team. I think that – I think a physical player like that, it would definitely help this team uh, in many ways going forward. So we'll have to see. Uh, uh, I think that, though, if they decide to – just stick with circuit Chernock, steven sorelli and verhage just resign those guys and then just kind of move some of the younger players uh waiting in the minors up to the nhl level i would have a problem with that i'm just curious as to how that would work out and how competitive this team could be of course you know they have a lot of talent but how would that i guess surplus of youth and uh, inexperience at the NHL level other than, a, you know, a number of players that were bouncing up and down this year, you have to, I would have to wonder uh, how, how that team would be looking next year. But right now, we're just worried about finishing the season. That was just something I kind of wanted to uh, throw out to you to you guys and gals and see what you thought about it. So uh, who who do you want? Who's on your lightning free agent list? Who's on, whether it's a player who is going to, whose contract is eventually going to end with this team and you want to see come back in, in the uniform next year, or is there a player out there in the NHL, whether it's a big name or, you know, someone that really, you know, is not on the radar. You want to see come play in Tampa. So obviously reach out to the show at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, or send us an email at locked on gmail at com, Or of course, tweeted me at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. So if you've been following all week, you know that I've been counting down the top five greatest seasons in lightning history. And just to do a little recap, if you haven't been listening along. And of course, if you want to go back and listen, you always can uh, go back and listen uh, and listen to the episodes. I, I'm sure the thing that I really liked about this was that there was a lot of room for debate among this list. But thus far, I had Victor Hedman in the five spot, his 2016-2017 season, in which he notched 72 points, 16 goals, 56 assists. Uh, he came in third in the Norris Trophy uh, voting, but he actually did end up winning the next year, which was very impressive, of course. And then the thing that really stuck out to me and why that I think, even though the stats don't really, like I said in that episode, that the stats aren't really that crazy, but for a defenseman, those are very good numbers, of course, and those are actually the most points by a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman in franchise history. So, kudos to Victor on that. In the number three, uh, number four spot, you have the 2003-2004 Marty St. Louis 94-point season in which he notched 56. Uh, 56 assists, 38 goals. Uh, he ended up winning the Hart Trophy, the Ross Trophy, and the Pearson Award. Uh, and it was the first Tampa Bay Lightning player to notch 90-plus points. And then the third spot was the 2011-2012 season by the captain, Steven Stamkos, 97 points, 60 goals, 37 assists. Ended up winning the Richard Trophy. Uh, finished, I believe, in second in the voting for the Hart Trophy to Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then in the second spot is 2006, 2007 season by Vinny Lecavier, 108 points, 52 goals, 56 assists, ended up winning the Richard Trophy. Uh, he ended up finishing, I believe, second in the Hart Trophy standings as well to another Penguin, Sidney Crosby. And it was the significance of that season was, of course, the first 50 goal season by a Tampa Bay Lightning player as well as the first 100-point season in franchise history. So what's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On
0: Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports. It's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC.
2: As much as I said about on the Marty St. Louis. Uh season I said on past episode that I believed that the case could be made for St Louis under the current criteria that I set up for this, and that was the season just doesn't stop at game eighty two the season continues into the playoffs, and you know for as long as the team remains in the playoff race, so the case could be made for the two thousand three two thousand four season of Saint Louis since they did win the cup that year, and that he had a very important part in that 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 could be moved up higher in the list. Now, having said that, as much as I want to do that on that criteria, I'm going to have to backtrack on that and say that I think just because of how impressive LeCavier and Stamkos' seasons were, I think that those, even though they did not end the same way, they still had a big effect and they had a huge contribution to those teams during that season where – I think that if you want to rearrange the list, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of debate for number one. Uh, today's number one picking, uh, and we'll discuss all that after I discuss the number one slot. So we'll we'll discuss all that in just a little little bit. So the number one spot for the greatest season in Tampa Bay Lightning history is the 28 season 2019. Season by Nikita Kucherov, when she scored 128 points, 41 goals, 87 assists. He won the Hart Trophy, the the Ross Trophy, the Pearson Award, uh, and he came. It was the third 100 point season in franchise history, and of course, you know the first was Vinnie Lecavier and the other two seasons belong to Nikita Kucherov. So I think that the reason why I have. And it was also, I believe, the most points by a Russian-born player in the NHL in a season. So the reason why I have this up now, you're probably asking yourself, okay, so why isn't, based on the criteria that you set forth with the season not ending at Game 82, why is Kucherov in first place when they got bounced in the first round, but St. Louis uh, in fourth with you know, a Stanley cup win now. Yeah, I get that. And I, I stated on my last couple episodes that it was one of those cases where you, you I sp- I talked myself into it by, you know, once I started talking about it out loud and I think that I have to rearrange this list just a teeny bit. Um, I guess what we could do is swap Kucherov and St. Louis the seasons. So basically what that would do if you're following along closely is that would move the season up to two up to one with Stamkos' season up to two and St. Louis in third with Kucherov in fourth now yeah, like I said, the reason why, and I spoke about this on yesterday's episode, and of course, if you haven't listened, go go ahead, go back and listen. You know, I always I always encourage all my listeners to listen to past episodes just because I try to have all these episodes tying together. And I'm sure if you're a frequent listener, you're already tired of me hearing this. Well, too bad. I'm going to keep saying it. And uh, yeah, so I think the reason why Vinny LeCavier gets the number one bump for this is because... Like I said yesterday, I think it all comes down to nostalgia in a way. Putting numbers aside, putting team accolades aside, at the end of the day, what is this list called? This is the best individual seasons. Granted, now you're probably saying to yourself, okay, if you're calling it the best individual seasons in franchise history, then just stats-wise, Kucherov is in first place by a mile. Yes, but I also take into account the effect those players had on the team as well as going into the playoffs. Now, if you look at Kucherov season, as we all know, this team ended up losing in the first round, getting swept in amazing spectacular fashion by the Columbus Blue Jackets, you would know, and I kind of spoke about this, I believe, last week or the week before, where I finally, after... I was trying to put this off for as long as possible and I got several requests from several fans to discuss it, to kind of open up the old wounds and talk about last, last year's unfortunate ending to the season and Kucherov got, I believe he got a game misconduct in game two and then he was suspended and did not play in game three. So yeah, I take that into account. Yeah. The reason why is because that play, the that Kucherov got penalized on, that he got a major for, it was there was no reason for it. There was absolutely no reason. The only way you could describe it is that it was a stupid play. It was a boneheaded play. Uh, it was just a case of this team going up against a team that they thought was not as good as them. They took them lightly, and then they started to get frustrated. And then you saw guys like. Nikita Kucherov, unfortunately, wasn't able to do the things that he was doing all season against this team, and he got frustrated, and he he lost his composure, and that's just the only way you could describe it, and so, yeah, that that was just, that's unfortunate, but I take that into account, and I think a lot of fans should, even though you're not going to see that on a stat sheet, you are the one thing you are going to see is no stats for Nikita Kucherov for game three, that's what you're not going to see there, so especially when he is the best player on that team. You know, granted, yes, a lot of fans look at Steven Stamkos as the best player on this team, and I do as well in many ways. I view him mainly as the leader, but I think that if I needed one guy to score a goal for this team to... What's up, guys?
0: Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. flash cashback debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC.
2: Give the Lightning the lead uh, with, you know, under a minute left or to do something big at the end of the game to, to put this team back in the game. I'm I'm hoping and I'm picking Nikita Kucherov to do something. So I when you have your best player, who's been your best player all year, do something like that, you got to, unfortunately, that takes his statistical great season down a peg because in a way if they had Kucherov for game three and they did play very well in game three they only lost 3-1 but it was still a very close game uh if they had if Kucherov was on the ice that game could have been maybe 3-1 4-2 I mean you pick a score where it's a little close, but the Lightning are on top. I mean, we're not going to sit here all day and debate what the score of Game 3 would have been and Kucherov was was on the ice or not. But I think that, unfortunately, that takes him down a peg. And yes, uh, some of these seasons that I've listed, the Lightning have not made the playoffs. And I believe it was like Cavier's season and maybe the Stamco's season as well where they didn't make the playoffs those years. But what since the season did end at 82, you'd you just take that sample size and you just measure it against that. So, yeah, um, I guess the final tally, the final list after, you know, after we've talked ourselves in and out of it multiple times is Le Cavier at one, Samkos at two, St. Louis at three, Kutrov at four, and Hedman at five. And the reason why Le Cavier, and kind of just finish my point that I cut myself off of a couple of minutes ago was the reason why I like Cavier is number one is because when you look at this franchise, when you think of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you think about the history that this team has, you think of, quote-unquote, Mr. Lightning, if you want to call him that, or whatever. I don't know about you, especially for the Lightning fans that are grew up watching this team, that are in their maybe mid to late 20s or early 30s. You think of Vinny LeCavier, of course you think of Marty St. Louis, but you think of LeCavier who was the captain for many years with this team. I mean, St. Louis was too as well, but you think of LeCavier and you think of this great season to where this was the best season that LeCavier ever had. And this was the season I think that barring all the multitude of injuries that he had, I think that he would have just maybe. I don't think he would have kept up this pace. I don't think he would have notched 50 goals a year. I think that's kind of like unrealistic. But I think he would have maybe hovered around the 40, 45 goal mark, maybe notching a couple of 50 here and there. But just think about that. Think if think of what could have been, and that's why I'm I'm putting him in first because of the the plain nostalgia and the what if the what-if game that we always like to play here on Locked on Lightning. And that is, what if LeCavier stays healthy? What if you have a healthy LeCavier who's posting 40 to 45 goals maybe a year, uh, and then you have a Steven Stamkos right there with him, throwing up 60 goals, uh, maybe 45, maybe around that same. And then – but then again, if these teams are as successful as they are, if you have those two guys, then what happens to the Nikita Kucherovs? You know, you have to think about it like that. But think about you have a healthy if you have a healthy Stamkos, and you have a Kucherov as well. I think we're looking at a, a maybe 200, maybe 300 point line right there. You're looking at probably one of the best top threes. Not only in the league, but in league history, stats wise, for a couple of years. And you're probably looking at maybe a couple of presidents trophies, possibly a Stanley Cup every maybe two or so years. You're kind of looking at a run that you would have, that you saw the Chicago Blackhawks go on in the 2010s. Um, I think that's if you had to measure what team this team could have been like in the 2010s, you would have looked at that Blackhawks team. And again, if you have those guys all playing with each other, because, I mean, not really Kucherov, because Kucherov came sort of at the end, you're kind of looking at maybe a meeting in the Stanley Cup Finals every so couple of years or so with the Blackhawks between the Lightning, and that's got to be a pretty impressive rivalry that those two would build up. But, yeah, I mean, we're never going to know, unfortunately. LeCavier, we all know after this 2006 2007 season Starts to go on the decline I think he scores 40 the next year and then eventually his stats Start to kind of dwindle and we all know what happens eventually he ends up going to philly But we're not going to talk about that. But anyway, yeah, it's I had a lot of fun doing this I, I think it was very educational in a sense for a lot of lightning fans as well as as me where you got to see last week where we were talking about the best seasons of franchise history. And then you kind of dive into those seasons and see which players really contributed and really which, you know, had great careers and which players didn't really perform up to you really thought they would. So, yeah, I think this was a good kind of exercise. Um, Eventually in the off season, of course, I said on my last episode, what I'll be doing is I'll put maybe a list of the top 25 seasons in lightning history. Um, Maybe, you know, we, we have tons, they have tons of seasons that we could discuss. Uh, You know, one of the, one of the guys that I haven't even, even heard that name spoken about in a couple of years was Brian Bradley, uh, who led the team in scoring for like the first four years in existence. So maybe we'll discuss that and, Maybe how Brian Bradley, uh, maybe one of the names you don't hear much of when you talk about Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning hockey history, uh, who, the guy you don't really hear much about to where, you know, he was by far the best player on this team when they were not good at all and maybe how that contributed and, you know, all that stuff. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll go in depth maybe in the in the offseason especially with that stuff. But, yeah, that, this has been a special edition, special th- Weekend edition, I hope everybody is going to have a great weekend. Uh, The weather looks nice in a lot of places around the country. So no matter where you are, whether you're in the Tampa area or, you know, wherever you are in the United States or in the world, I hope, you know, you have good weather this weekend, kind of get out of the house, have a quarantine just to get some fresh air, kind of maybe walk in the park. Of course, as always, wear a mask, wear some gloves, keep a hockey sticks length away from other people. And... I'm going to end the show right now by saying thank you once again to all the essential workers out there that are doing a a hell of a job, uh, working around the clock in some areas, uh, providing much needed care to those that need it. And yeah, so kudos to you. And hopefully when this whole thing's over, you know, maybe we'll have some of you on the ice. Hopefully the Lightning will have some of you on the ice for some puck drops. And, you know, I'm sure they'll do all that stuff to to thank you and reward you. So that's been it for today's Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'll be back next week and have a good weekend, everybody.